from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Welcome into the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's the Mall Shaw. It's season one, episode 169. Back to the guest. We tried yesterday. Failed miserably. Boy, we got barbecued. We got barbecued pretty much. You had some pretty good exchanges on Twitter about, about crossing the zero. I, I was entertained. It's great. I got somebody that's ready to take my action. I said, fly out here. I said, Mike Palm can escrow it. No yeah, problem. absolutely. 100%. Post I, I post up. I said, let's go. Post up. Uh, Doug Kide from Pro Football Focus NFL Reporter is going to join the show in about 45 minutes. I'm all at... Start off with the kickoff of the NFL season. Can't wait. Cowboys at Buccaneers tonight, the defending Super Bowl champs. The line has moved them all. This line opened up six and a half uh, preseason. There was the questions about Dak. It drifted north of seven. We saw eight earlier this week, eight and a half. And now most places were sitting at nine, a total of 52. Yeah, you know, you already have a problem for Dallas coming into this one with no Zach Martin in the lineup on the offensive line. Mike, they go down half a yard per carry, actually a little bit more than that when he's not in the lineup. It's going to have an impact potentially on uh, Dallas's offensive line running the football and, of course, protecting Dak Prescott, who hasn't played since week five last year. The other concern is when you look at Tampa, they blitz the fourth most in the National Football League. Not the proper tonic when you are this Dallas offense and you're going to have to move the ball against a team that I think is probably going to be better defensively than they were last year. Yeah, the key thing with Tampa Bay is that they can get pressure with four. Yeah. You know, they can get pressure with four. You saw it in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. They harassed Mahomes time and time and time and time again. He very rarely had a clean pocket to throw the ball from. Uh, I'm going to use this this game 
uh, at the money line here. Although I, I would lean if you made me make a bet here on Buccaneers minus nine. I think the defense is really going to harass the Cowboys tonight, and I think that I don't think this game is that close. I tied him in when we get into the playbook later in, in a parlay with tennis today. Are you doing anything with this game from a betting perspective or a contest perspective? I am not. Uh, you know, it's probably not a bad play in the contest if you like Tampa on a survivor perspective. Uh, also, what is your guy's number in the circuit contest on this one? Uh, they came out. I didn't look at it yet. They came out this morning at 10 a.m. I haven't, I haven't pulled up the posting yeah. yet. I don't know if it's nine. It's probably nine because it's gone to nine in most places. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty big number there. But I'll tell you, I'm not expecting... I'm not surprised at all that we could potentially see this number get to nine, nine and a half, or even ten. I think Dallas still has a lot of question marks defensively. I'm a little bit concerned about them. Speaking of the contest, we're we had a big day. We did over 400 yesterday in the Survivor, but we're oh, still wow. 2,700 short with effectively two days to go. The key here, I think, is the only and the only way we really can jumpstart this thing up over 4,500 is if for some way the Cowboys win tonight. I think there's a number of people who are here in town that will use Tampa Bay and Survivor, and if they lose, buy more entries. That's an excellent point. Um, What is the cutoff time, just in case people are unaware, for Saturday? 2 p.m. Saturday, you must get both Survivor and Circa Million entries in, uh, uh, contest purchases in, because by 3 o'clock you have to have your picks in. Yeah, and uh, you guys have done a great job with this thing. Uh, Hopefully you guys get the entries there, but regardless, either way, it's going to be a lot of fun for everyone. I love the quarterly contest in the Circa Millions. I think that makes it so intriguing, because if you're out of it, you're going to still play the other quarters. Survivor is, I think, more of a fun storyline to follow through if you don't get knocked out early. Yeah. Uh, it's a fun thing to do. You had a lot of fun with it, Gil. You guys both got deep, I think, week 15 last year. Um, but, but you either win or you lose, right? Yeah. And, and in the millions, there's a lot of different ways to win. You sure. could be in the top 50. You could be in the top three or the worst in a quarter. You could, be, you could be the worst for the year, all those things. Yeah, I think that's why you see more entries in there, uh I, or it might be similar. I'm not sure what the numbers are. but yeah, So they closed the gap. It was it was over 450 millions was in the lead. They closed by about 200, still over a 200 lead. I think at the end of the day, you see Survivor pull slightly ahead. You do. Okay, uh-huh. because the reason why I like the Circa Millions from this perspective, which you just alluded to, in the Circa Survivor, it is a win-or-go-home situation, right? You've got to basically throw a perfect game for 20 innings. Uh, that's where the real challenge lies. Take a look at some of the other ways you can bet tonight's game with the Cowboys and the Buccaneers' first half line set at 5.5 for the Buccaneers with a total of 25.5 in the first quarter line. Three lay 15 cents with the Buccaneers, an over-under total of 10 of all. Yeah, I, I won't get involved in, involved in any of these. I am not an NFL first-half guy. Uh, the first quarter one is intriguing. Uh, Britton, our producer, made a good point. He said, what about the money line plus 205 on Dallas in the first quarter? And his point being is if Dallas receives the kickoff, and let's say whether they score or they don't score, but they get a stop, and with the way the clock moves so fast in the NFL, you're looking at potentially maybe you can get one score, or if you have a tie, you're still going to get your money back. So I think he makes a, a pretty good point there. And the plus three is also not a bad number as well because if the Bucks kick a field goal as opposed to kicking a t- I mean, getting a touchdown. I tend to look at no score or yes score in the first five and a half minutes as opposed to playing the first quarter. It's a pick em if you can get through five and a half. This is the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. Doug Kide from Pro Football Focus is going to join the program in about 40 minutes to take a preview of this NFL season. How about some player props for tonight? Dak Prescott uh, over under passing yards, 295 and a half. I would go over simply because I think Dallas is going to have to throw the football, right? I mean, we're expecting Tampa to be in the lead. Uh, I don't know how effectively they're going to be able to run the ball against this uh, very good Tampa front. Uh, so you think if Dallas is going to have a shot, here's the great thing about this. Let's say they're down by a large margin. This is where the backdoor really could come in tonight. If this team is down anything between 14 or less, even 15, you're going to have the nine in, in effect. So 
you see so many times teams just walk right down the field, get a touchdown. He could be looking at 75 passing yards on a drive like that. Passing touchdowns for Dak Prescott, over under one and a half, juice to the over, minus 145. I don't like that as much as I would with some other teams because they've got a horse in Ezekiel Elliott. You get in the red zone. Well, let's say you wind up with a defensive PI or a holding. It's first and goal at the one. You're probably more apt to run the football. So I, I would probably not touch that one. Rushing yards for Dak Prescott, over under 14 and a half, the over plus 105, the under you lay a quarter. I'm going to go under, not a play I would make, but this, this is the only reason. I just want to see if Dak can be Dak without any fear. It's hard when you have such a catastrophic injury. Uh, sometimes players have a little bit of just apprehension of being themselves, getting out there and really taking a chance. Uh, I, I'm not saying he won't be able to do that, but I, I need to see it before I would take a chance on that. Over Doubtful they sure. run any read option for him tonight. Uh, let's, let's say that is definitely not going to be in the cards. Or let's flip it to the Tom Brady side of it. Uh, passing yards over under 300 and a half. Uh, I would go under. Um, I, I think this team defensively will probably create some shorter fields. They're going to work a little bit of clock. Uh, I, I think that's that's a little bit of an optimistic number. Generally speaking, when a team, you expect them to win, the quarterback's passing yardage tends to be a little bit lesser than it would be from an obvious standpoint that always oh, going to flourish over that number. Well, because they're also playing from the lead. Right, exactly. And you're going to see more runs in the second half if they're up two scores. Yeah. Uh, passing touchdowns for Tom Brady set at two and a half. You get plus 20 cents if you think he can throw three or more or lay 40 cents if it's two or less. I, I tell you, I, I'm not saying the under is going to come in, but I don't think it's a bad price on under two and a half. I mean, it's a scenario where he's got to throw three touchdown passes. You alluded to it. If they get into a large lead, you may not have that be a factor. I, I love the idea that the they've got to score a minimum of 21 points and he's got to score three touchdown passes just to beat me. Uh, chances are they, they get four touchdowns in the game. He's got to have 75% of via the passing uh, yardage. From a running back perspective, rushing yards, Ezekiel Elliott's number opened higher, around 63.5. Right now set at 58.5. Oh, it went up five points. Okay, five yards. I was going to say 53.5 has got to be an overplay. Yeah. I, I just Here's the thing. As good as the the ran, excuse me, the Buccaneers' run defense is, I, I still think you're going to find some holes there. Uh, Zeke has really come into camp fresh, ready to go. I, I think he's looking for a bounce-back season. Uh, Ronald Jones said at 46 and a half. I think every prop against the Dallas defense, you're going to look towards the over until we see something different, right? I mean, this defense was historically bad. Gave up 29.6 points per game last year. They couldn't stop anybody. Let's see if they've turned that around this year. That's going to be the big question mark for them. And Leonard Ford at 38 and a half. Um, I think both of them get the opportunity to go over. Uh, if you, As you and I both assume, Tampa is going to have the lead later in this game. That is going to be a great opportunity for these guys to carry the mail. And, you know, all it takes is, one or two runs of about seven yards each. Now you just need six, seven carries along the way. Hopefully you can get there or eight carries and you get there. Now to the wide receivers. Amari Cooper over under 67 and a half receiving yards. Ooh, I, I, that's a tricky one for me. I couldn't say one way or the other. Uh, I, I'm going to pass on that one. C.D. Lamb, 64 and a half. I'm going to go under because he's the big threat guy. I, I don't know if Dak's going to have enough time to be able to get Lamb to get deep. That's where the challenge lies for me. I think Amari's a better uh, run-after catch. I know we've seen CeeDee Lamb in his career at Oklahoma, and even with the Cowboys, has some good run-after catch. But to me, Amari Cooper's probably, in certain ways, just he's so shifty, he's going to get open. Where do you project out CeeDee Lamb for his career? Is he a top-10 wide receiver in the NFL someday? No, I don't think so, but I think he's a very solid guy who's a great complement to another, another guy like an Amari Cooper. I think he's a good deep threat. And I like your question. I think he's a really good player on a team that's got a really good offense. Like an Alvin Harper? Boy, Alvin Harper fell off a map when he wasn't lined up across from 88. I mean, Alvin Harper joined witness protection, and we have not seen him since. FBI does a great job of getting these guys in hiding. He might have had the biggest catch in all of their Super Bowl runs in that first NFC Championship game 
where San Francisco cut yes. the lead down and then they came right back out and attacked with Aikman and hit him for 70 yards. Yeah, absolutely. And listen, you can't blame Harper for taking the money. Yeah. I mean, uh, Mike Evans, 67 and a half receiving. Again, not not a play that I, I would be too fond of. Um, it, it's hard to say. I, I think there's, you know, the problem is Brady is so good at spreading around. He's going to take what the best option is. So whether it's him, Godwin Brown, uh, a, a, you know, wherever he needs to go, he's going to do that. Godwin's 62 and a half and Antonio Brown's 57 and a half. Yeah, no play on any of these. I mean, if you like the over, no problem. If you don't like the, if you like the under, it's not a problem. I, I think it's a crapshoot any which way on all three. We'll talk more about this game when we have Doug Kite on in yeah. about 35 minutes. I want to switch to some line moves in college football okay. and see if you agree with the move or if now you think it's an opportunity uh, to bet these games. Illinois at Virginia. Virginia opened up a 13-point favorite. This line is now down to 10 and a half. You know, I'm not surprised. Remember, Peters didn't play in the last game. That had a huge impact. But uh, I do have a question mark about Virginia, excuse me, Illinois' defense. I was concerned about that going into the matchup against Nebraska. It didn't turn out to be a problem. Bronco Mendenhall's team is going to be very uh, solid uh, because the ACC is so pedestrian. But I'm not sure if I would want to lay 10 with the Cavaliers in this particular spot. I did not see them in week one against Bill and Mary. Uh, they dominated that game 43 to uh, nothing. But Armstrong is a guy. Remember, he was a backup to Perkins. He can play. Um, but how effective and how much is he able to do remains to be seen. But I think they should be able to move the ball against the Illini defense. This is a game we talked about yesterday, Pitt at Tennessee. This game opened at circa a pick, Pitt now up to a full field goal, laying three at Knoxville. Yeah, I think that's the max where you should be. I, I You know, two, two and a half, three, um, not bad. Pittsburgh, strong field goal kicking, uh, that's one thing. But Pickett, more effective in my opinion than Milton. But I'll tell you, I was impressed with Milton against Bowling Green. He put the ball right on the money multiple times. They don't have a lot of guys that can catch the ball in Tennessee. Probably most of them, That's probably because most of them are Norm in Oklahoma right now. seems like everyone transferred to Oklahoma from UT, but um, Tennessee's got to prove it. When you look at Josh Heupel and what he wants to do offensively, I just don't think he's got the skill players right now to be able to run his offense the way he wants to. It's going to take a year or two to bring in that type of talent, and we'll see if he can do that on Rocky Top. Toledo at Notre Dame. The Fighting Irish opened 20. This line down three points to 17 among. Yeah, I'm not surprised by this move here a little bit. I, I think when you look at Notre Dame, there are some concerns defensively. Toledo's always a solid squad, big number here, potential letdown spot. I know a lot of people look at it that way from the Notre Dame perspective because they just beat Florida State in a terrific matchup. You've got an interstate matchup coming up a week from Saturday against Purdue. Uh, but I think Notre Dame wins this game. Mike, I couldn't touch this game. D to me, this is one of those games where you look back on Saturday and go, 34-20 Notre Dame or 41-17 Notre Dame, and it wouldn't surprise you either way. Yeah, how about the... How about this total? I kind of lean over on this total. I think Toledo will get their points. I, I don't disagree with you. I think they've got an opportunity to be able to score some points here in this matchup. Uh, I'm just not sure, though, when you go. I think here's my thing. I think Notre Dame's defense will be better than they were in the first week. I think the performance we saw out of them was a combination of a couple of things. One, some poor tackling that I think will go away in weeks three, four, and five. And also, uh, I, I think that missed running into the kicker, which should have been a roughing. I, I thought that changed the dynamic of the game, made the final score a lot closer than it probably should have been. Your Georgia Bulldogs host UAB. This game opened at 29, a five-point move now down to 24, Amal. Yeah, no surprise here. Georgia, um, uh, what's his name, uh, the kid from USC, he's going to be out of the lineup. Uh, so they've got the backup in there, but I'm not really that concerned. UAB is very one-dimensional, can't really throw the ball particularly well. They'll try and go on the ground here. Mike, I, I tell you, I would look at this game under. I think this game is going to be tough sledding on both sides of the ball. UAB with a solid defense. I think they'll be able to slow down Georgia's offense enough. 
But the dogs will be able to run the ball effectively. I'm, I'm not interested in laying 24 and a half. I'd be more apt to take it, but I don't say that with any kind of confidence. It's a, a low total for a game. It's open 29, total of 45, assuming UAB is not going to get to 10 here. I think that's a fair argument you make there. I, I mean, to me, when you look at this team, there's a lot of question marks on them offensively. I, I just don't know if they're going to be able to do it Excuse me, against, George, uh, against Georgia's defense. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, JT Daniels, right? Is yes, that, yeah, yeah. Thank gonna, you. Already, already forgot. One week yeah. later, wins the biggest <laughs> game, yeah, biggest game in Georgia in years, and I can't even remember his name already. Uh, North Carolina, they suffered the loss um, to Virginia Tech on Friday afternoon. They're going to be hosting Georgia State. This line opened twenty three. It's gone up now. Carolina laying twenty five and a half or twenty six. Yeah, I think a lot of people think yeah, UNC bounces back in this particular spot. Um, Georgia State. I'm trying to remember who they played the opening week, and I'm. Uh, this is a team right now in terms of the Panthers. They played Army, Army and got crushed. Yeah. They couldn't stop Army. They couldn't stop that triple option at all. That's why I think you're seeing this number go up. Yeah. And, and I get it's you know it's a different style here. The one thing that bodes well, if you're laying the number with Carolina here, I, I think they're not taking their foot off the accelerator. They've got to show something. The offense has got to bounce back. I think it'll be a good opportunity for them. The defense will play a little bit better. I thought the defense was solid against Virginia Tech. It was the offense that had the issues. They couldn't protect Sam Howell, but I don't think the uh, Panthers are going to have too much uh, getting home against Sam Howell. This next game I'm interested in, and I'm probably going to make a play on it at all. App State goes down to South Florida to take on Miami. We opened this game six. Miami now laying nine. Yeah, I'm not surprised by the line move, but I'll tell you what. I have some concerns about the Hurricanes here. The Appalachian State has a terrific pass defense. Top 10 pass defense last year in college football. They'll have an opportunity against De'Ara King. Can Cameron Harris run the football? Now, it's a weak run defense, but they've got nine starters back. I think it'll be tough sledding here for the Hurricanes. I wouldn't want to lay the number here. And I have some concerns about this Miami defense. Mike, I got a few stats for you real quickly. Miami, in their last three games, has given up 143 points, the most in college football. In the first half of those games, they have been outscored at an alarming rate. I think it's like 83 to uh, 13. I mean, Miami's in some serious trouble here, or 23, excuse me. They're in trouble the way they've been playing. You think this game can get to 10 them all? I like App State here. I don't think I do they should too. be catching more than a touchdown. I, I was going to wait you. to see if it could get to 10. Well, I don't think it hurts you, right? Nine, if you wait till it, it gets to eight, 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 eight and a half. half. Yeah, it's not a problem. It. Yeah, I think you're fine there. I say that it'll land nine, but um, no, I don't think it's a bad number. I think you wait till it pretend, potentially gets to 10. I'm not overly impressed with the Eric King. I, I don't know what he's done since he's gotten to Miami. I mean, I could throw for 3,000 yards at Houston. Yeah, I, I'm just shocked at the NIL deals he's gotten. Obviously, those people must be big hockey pan, uh, fans, including the Florida Panthers who signed him to a deal. Um, this is a line move, and it's a, a game we talked about yesterday, uh, a little bit tongue-in-cheek, because two teams that come off of poor performances. Vanderbilt at Colorado State. We here at Circa open this line one up to a full touchdown now with Colorado State, the home team, laying it to Vanderbilt. Yeah, I don't have an opinion on this one. I, I don't know these two teams well enough from a betting standpoint to really say one way or the other. I, I think it's a tough call. We'll see, but I'll tell you what. Your, your guy, Clark Lay, who was at Notre Dame, the defensive coordinator, Rough start against East Tennessee State. Not much better for the Rams either, though. But he only scored three points. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, really, that's really tough to stomach. I think betters look at that and say, now they go they go to Colorado for a cross-country game here. Yeah, and, in the Fort Altitude yeah. factor as well. Yeah, it's, it's a tough spot. Uh, a game we haven't talked about, a service academy game. Yes. Air Force goes to Annapolis to play Navy. It's the 20-year anniversary of 9-11. They're playing this game oh, on. Oh, wow. Air Force, uh, five and a half now up to a six-point favorite. I like the I like the Air Force here. I thought Navy looked awful against Marshall. I would agree with you. Navy's program has gone in reverse the last two years. They can't do anything. I think Air Force, I'm surprised this line is coming down. 
I know Air Force hasn't been as good as they've been in the past, but I expect them to be able to win this game and cover. It is hard to bet the Naval Academy right now. The midshipmen have just not been impressive. Uh, they have been highly inconsistent. We'll give our college plays uh, tomorrow uh, on Friday. But this Ohio State game we've been talking about for several weeks, you said preseason if you could get double digits with Oregon, you'd take the 10. This game has gone all the way up to 14. That's where we opened it on Sunday morning. Now sits at 14 and a hook. I, you look, the only thing that would prevent me from taking the Ducks is Kayvon Thibodeau not playing. And you sit there and say, why does one defensive end make that much of a difference? Because he, in my opinion, he's the best defensive player in college football. I think he's the best player in college football. Some people may not agree, and that's fine. Uh, he Think about him as a just a poor version. I don't even say poor man's Chase Young, but a similar type of comparison. Or a T.J. Watt when he was at Wisconsin. Tremendous player off the edge. Mike, they need him because the Ohio State offensive line is one of their strengths, and the receiving core is their strength. So if Stroud gets time, he'll be able to pick them apart. The other thing is, remember, in that game against Fresno State, it was Thibodeau with the sack fumble early on that set up the first drive. It was another turnover that set up the second drive. Anthony Brown, to me, is the problem for Oregon. I can't believe with the type of talent this team has, they couldn't find somebody else to come in and be a quarterback. If they had brought in somebody else, to me, Oregon would open the season preseason top five. Another big game for the Pac-12. Washington plays Michigan in a night game mm-hmm. at the big house. It, does Oregon have to win this game in order for the Pac-12 to get into playoff this year? And I ask you that because I think the South is so competitive, I don't know if anyone's going to go undefeated. I think that's an excellent point. To me, there are five teams that can win the Pac-12 conference. Oregon from the North, UCLA, USC, uh, Arizona State, and Utah. And so I, I'm with you on that. I think you're going to see kind of a little bit of carnage in the South. In terms of this matchup, I think Oregon does need to win because it's going to be tough to see a scenario where the Pac-12 is going to be able to get in if the Ducks drop the game. But with this game, Mike, I think Jimmy Lake's team bounces back. Uh, I like them getting the points here, especially at seven. few factors remember. Ronnie Bell, Michigan's best receiver, leading receiver last year, out for the season. Injury. He had one catch for 70-something yards against uh, Western Michigan. They had three or four other huge plays. They were not sustained drives. I don't think you have those types of explosive plays against Washington. I think the Washington offense will be a little bit better. So to me, I would look to take the seven points here. I get Michigan blew out uh, Western Michigan, but I, I think the Huskies bounce back and are competitive. I don't know if they win the football game, but I think they cover the number. Holy Warren, Provo, Utah plays BYU. This game opened at Circa, Utah minus four. Now the road team favored by a full touchdown. That Provo Spain or Provo Utah? Yeah. <laughs> a little Fletch reference there for you. Um, the way BYU's pass defense looked, I thought Arizona and Jed Fish kind of started to revive the program. And if you're if you're looking at this thing from a Kooks perspective, the only good thing you got going for you is that this is a home game and the Holy War is always a tight game. But I, I don't want to lay seven here, Mike, but I know you're kind of get, going towards the money line here, and I tend to agree with you. I think Charlie, in my opinion, Charlie Brewer is the best quarterback in the Pac-12. Iowa-Iowa State, we opened at three. It's up to four. Game of the year, it opened four and a half, got up to six and a half, came down to three after the two teams' performances in week one, settled in at four right now. I look I look at this game, I like under 46. I tend to agree with you. I also think that this number's gotten a little bit high for my liking on the Cyclones. Uh, not bad play taking Iowa, who's won the last five in the Cyhawks series. The other thing is, if you really look at the numbers in that Indiana game, Iowa wasn't as good as the final score would indicate. Two pick sixes by Moss, I think that kind of skews the game. Yeah. Can the Blue Jays continue their winning streak in the Bronx? We'll look at that game and more Major League Baseball when we come back.
from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. VSIN is now available 24-7 on the YouTube TV Sports Plus package. Sign up today at tv.youtube.com to start your free trial. And remember, you can also watch us 24-7 on FUBU TV, Sling, and Xfinity X1. Visit vsin.com to find all the ways to watch and listen to VSIN. Welcome back into the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. Amal's great news for VSIN. Another outlet for people to watch it on, targeting more of the young people here. Yeah, absolutely. I, I actually watch a ton of stuff on YouTube. I'm not really watching it. Yeah, well, I don't pay the subscription, man. I can't afford that. But <laughs> uh, there's a ton of other things you can watch on that to keep you entertained. So it's always very, uh, it's great to be on a service like that. We were oppo yesterday. Uh, yeah, great call by you. Eh, hey, Toronto, Toronto Blue Jays. 3-0, no, 3-3, well, and then they pulled ahead again. No, but I got to give you credit because you were riding the hot team. And if you look at Toronto, look at the scores in this series. The six runs are the fewest runs they've scored since, what, Friday? Maybe yes, even going back. Friday. Yeah, against uh, the Oakland A's. So 
Riding that hot offense, they continue to flourish. And now we've got a absolute bottleneck at the top there. Who's the team that, in your opinion, who's the odd team out here? Is it if if the Blue Jays make it in, is it the Yankees or the Red Sox? I, I boy, I don't know, Mike. That's a tough. Look, Toronto's not the team out for me. I think no, they're I think pitch, they're in. Yeah, I do too. I think their pitching is better than New York's and Boston's, and I think they're just more consistent. And Simeon's playing well. Bichette's playing well. Uh, and we know Guerrero's had a tremendous season. I wish they'd have made the acquisitions they did at the trade deadline at the beginning of the year because oh, I yeah. think this team would have been would have been them in Tampa Bay distance from everybody else. Yeah, and the, you know what? Look, I get the Rays are probably going to win the American League East. I haven't looked at the exact standings to see how many games are remaining for all these teams, but when you look at it, Tampa right now already having played 140 games, uh, the Blue Jays 11 back, probably not going to catch them. Red Sox nine back. The Blue Jays still with Baltimore twice, right? Yeah, the seven, right? seven games, yeah. seven games against the <laughs> Orioles. And Jays winners of seven in a row, nine and one in their last ten. And to your point, just looking at these numbers, they did actually only score five against Garrett Cole and company. Oh, that's right. But, um, yeah, against the Orioles, yeah, you've got to go back to August 31st when they scored two runs. Well, let's start with that game. Uh, a, a trade a trade deadline acquisition. Barrios goes tonight for the Blue Jays against Cortez for the Yankees. The Yankees, once again, a very small home favorite in this game. Uh, total a little lower today at eight and a half. By the way, can you imagine WFAN if the Bombers lose this game on Friday? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, potential four-game sweep from Toronto. Look, don't you have to take a look at Barrios here? Yeah. The way they're playing, and I like him as the pitcher against Cortez in this one better. Uh, to me, I, I think you take a shot uh, with the Blue Jays. The way the offense is going... Get a plus 160 on the reverse run line here, or on he, the run line, excuse me. He's a, uh, he had his first solid start for the Blue Jays. Uh, Barrios last out. I don't think he gave up any earned runs here. And you're you're riding the hot wave with a team that's scoring five or more a game mm -hmm. the last 10 games here. I think it's worth a look at it. I, I like your angle as well. The nine at bats and the, and the run yeah. line here at plus 160. Also, that short porch out in left field, I mean, excuse me, in right field at Yankee Stadium. So always I, a I chance. I feel bad for Vlad. I mean, he's an MVP probably most every other year, yeah, except Shotani has this historic season pitching and hitting. Do you, but, you know, I was looking at Vlad's numbers in terms of batting average, homers, RBI. I, gosh, it's hard for me just to discount him from that race. Uh, we talked about all three games in this series. We talked about it yesterday as a must-win um, with Montas going for the A's. They did it. They got the job done last night against the White Sox. Finish off the series today. Lopez going for the Sox. Manaya going for the A's. $1.35. Yeah, this is one where, to me, when you look at uh, Manaya on the mound here for the Oakland A's, uh, is probably where I would look towards. Um, I, I tell you, Mike, the Chicago White Sox, to me, I just don't have the same confidence in, uh, in them that I had earlier in the year. They're not playing poorly, but, you know, to me, it's just not a team I want to back anymore at this point in time, just based on the way they've kind of performed over the last six weeks or so compared to where they were earlier in the year. I hedged my playoff feeling about the White Sox a little bit, waiting on Lance Lynn and to see how he, if he's going to fully recover because I think he was a big part of that rotation yeah. that made them competitive in the American League. Yeah, and you know, to your point, if you don't have Lance Lynn and the way he's pitched all year, it's going to be really tough. This is a team that's under 500 on the road. Well, it becomes a you know you got Rondon. Giolito's good or he's bad. He, you know you, you know know him early, but he's not a guy you can send out there and say I know he's going to give me seven seven innings of two run ball. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, a guy that you just. You know, next year is going to be the big year for him. You've got to see what what was the year. Was he really the guy a couple of years ago? Or was he the guy this year? What is he? Yesterday in South Florida, Richie over the hill and big Sandy Alcantara locked into a pitcher's duel. Went 1-1 into extra innings. The Marlins prevailed 2-1. Really difficult loss for the Mets. Yeah, I mean, this team is just, they've been sinking. And Josh Towers called it probably back in mid to late June. 
And that team, uh, that ship has been taking on water ever since in this game. The under got there fairly easily. Alcantara, uh, Alcantara excellent yesterday for the Marlins. Yeah, it was seven and was never really threatened. No. First five under with one, and then the, the game under of seven ends up two to one. Uh, the pitching matchup today, Marcus Stroman going for uh, the Mets against uh, Lazardo, who came over from the A's. See, the Mets a pretty big favorite here, 175 up to 180. Yeah, no reason they should be this big of a favorite, despite the fact the Marlins have struggled. And I'm sure Bob Brenly is on the Mets today. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Same as Tom Seaver. <laughs> uh, when we come back, it's the Palm Reader Playbook, and I'm all in. season may kick off today, but there is still time to make money this NFL season. The VEASAN betting guide is only $19.99 and is available now. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Sign up for VEASAN All Access. Get everything we offer for the entire season. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Also, great advice from all on contests, both Survivor and Against the Spread. This is the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm, and he is Amal Shaw. Uh, in this VEASAN guide. But I say, why piecemeal what you're doing here on VEASAN? Just pay the 20 bucks a month. And you get the shows on demand. You can get them in podcast form. You go back and watch the replay. You get Bill 80's email every morning around 9.30 Pacific, 12.30 in the afternoon Eastern time with the guests and the host Best Bets. And then if you want to go back and get the explanation, go back and, and uh, they're, they're posted on the website. You can go to the segment the guest was on and hear their explanation for the bets. Yeah, tons of great information. And, you know, it's funny. I was going through uh, one of the guides. I, I just couldn't believe how detailed and in-depth the information is. The college guide's amazing. Yeah. It's like 360 pages. I, I, I try to do it in conferences and take one conference a night and read all about it. But I, I, I had to read it, but I'd have to quit my job. Paul Stone's stuff uh, about teams to fade and teams to back is excellent. And uh, he had another great appearance on Mitch and Paul this morning. Um Tennis, you're going to the U.S. Open here, women's semifinal. Yeah, going, actually, I've got uh, one play here that I've got for everybody is with Maria Sakari. Uh, Sakari, uh, minus 150 in this one. Lost the game with the Blue Jays yesterday, looking to bounce back here. So I'll go with this one at minus 150 against Emma Raducanu, the young uh, British girl. But I, I think Sakari, best opportunity of her career to get to a Grand Slam final. I think she gets it done. She's the early match today, 7 o'clock Eastern, 4 Pacific. Now, I made a play on Ariana Sabalenka. She's minus 320, but I didn't give it out in this one. But I, I love her to win this one, and I expect to see Sabalenka versus Sakari on Saturday at 4. Uh, this girl, this British girl you're talking about, she beat you yesterday, right? Yeah. You, you Benchich. were on Benchich. Yeah. What's her ranking? Radicola. She was around 170, 80, somewhere in there. She's going to be in the top 50 now after this tournament. Yeah. So she's a newcomer. She yes, yeah, is only her second Grand Slam appearance. Wow. Yeah. She's done great. She beat Shelby Rogers after yeah. Rogers beat two number ones. Exactly. Her former number one. Yeah. And, and then that, so she's had a terrific run here. Yeah, if you're Ash Barty, you're looking at this thing saying, are you kidding me? I should have been playing Sakari in the Grand Slams quarter, uh, semifinals. I would have been on my way. Benchich would have been a match she could have won easily and uh, missed opportunity there. Okay, let's go to the Palm Reader playbook today. U.S. goes over. They don't give up that goal. I think that game probably finishes one nothing or 2 nothing. but they give up the goal early to Honduras. We still go 3-1 and one on the day, including the, the plus money winner on the Blue Jays where I was oppo you. I'm doing a, a three-unit Two-team money line parlay here today with Sabalenka in the other semifinal 
uh, and the Buccaneers tonight. Now it's minus um, <clears throat> it's minus 420 and minus 320. Bucks are 420. Sabalenka's 320. Effectively, it's a minus 160. So what I'm doing here is I'm laying 480 to win three dollars, whatever your unit is here. That's what the parlay ends up uh, uh, um, costing. And then I went with Johnny Means here uh, with the Orioles minus 120 for one unit here. Uh, playing a little bit better, beat the Kansas City last night. The Royals, the the, the best choice of all of our uh, preseason picks for the AL Central, one of the hot picks. Uh, but they're at home here, and they have their best pitcher going. It's a pretty cheap price at home. One unit minus 120 on Means. Uh, I tend to agree with you here. Uh, I, I just The Rockies, we know how bad they've been on the road. Yeah. I mean, the only team you think of that could be even comparable to them is the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yeah, I want to go back to college football, Amal, uh, as we have a few minutes here before we bring our guest, Doug Kaiden from Pro Football Focus, uh, and and talk about the game with Texas A&M going to Colorado. Uh, This will be the uh, true road game for uh, the Aggies and Jimbo Fisher, who have national championship aspirations on their mind. Colorado stays home to play their second game. A&M here, the game opens 17, and it's still at 17. You know, one thing that concerns me is Haynes King, uh, the young gun making the start for the Aggies, had three picks last week against Kent State. A&M looked extremely flat in the first half at Kyle Field. Now you go into Invesco. you got to take on the Buffaloes. Uh, Buffaloes take care of business against Northern Colorado, but I'm just not sure if this team with Brendan Lewis is going to be able to move the ball against this uh, A&M defense. That's the big question mark and concern I have. Can Broussard be effective on the ground? He's going to have to have a big day if they're going to have a chance, Mike. I'm not going to touch this number. I think this number is... This game, to me, is a 10-20 to 20 point win for a I don't know which side of the number it falls on. I, I, can't t- I can't touch this one. But I'm looking forward to actually watching this game because I think the Buffaloes will be in it for about a quarter and a half, and then I think the Aggies pull away. I went back and watched the replay of this North Carolina State-South Florida game. <laughs> Why? Because I, I, didn't, I was watching it in real time on Thursday, but I was flipping around because there was all these games going, and I wanted to see for myself with a focus on the game how bad the South Florida team Awful. Oh, it's beyond awful. I, I mean, we talk about how poorly the Pac-12 played, losing those home games uh, late Saturday night. I, this team is beyond that. And I look at this game with Florida, and, and Dan Mullen's team going down to play South Florida. I think I'm going to lay the points here. You know, I had thought about it, but it got to 28 and a half. And by the way, if you yeah. haven't seen Anthony Richardson, the backup quarterback for Emory Jones at Florida play, don't worry. You're only going to have to be- wait about another week or so because he's going to get the start soon. I think it might be after the Alabama game, which they play in two weeks. Uh, but to me, Mike, and you're seeing the numbers continue to go up. 29 now. Well, remember, short trip for, yeah. for the Gators. Uh, just going down 75 south, they'll be there in Tampa. Will they'll, there be more Florida fans or oh, South Florida? Oh, without question. Yeah. Because remember, there's a lot of people that live in Fort Myers and Tampa and St. Pete that don't necessarily get tickets to go to the Gators game or it might be a little bit of a trek for them. They will be there in Tampa. It'll be far more than you see for the Bulls, and this Bulls team is in trouble. Mike, I looked at this game first half, and it was 17. I go, boy, that's a big number. Um, but here's the number that surprises me, the 58. Where are we getting 58 points? Florida's going to have to put up 58. That's exactly right. I mean, I mean, look, the Gators are going to have to score at least 49 for this thing to get over, in my opinion. Well, the implied total here at 29 and 58, right? So it's a 30-point game. 43 to 14? Yeah, 43 to 44 to 14? Yeah. They're not scoring 14 points. I don't see them getting in the end zone. Do you, unless it's really late garbage? Yeah, but if you've got a chance for a shutout, you're yeah. going to want to get it. That's true as well. Um, big matchup in Fayetteville. Texas goes to Arkansas. Texas played very well. Paul Stone made a great point on Follow the Money Day. For a new coach, new coordinators, a lot of new players, they played a very clean game. No mistakes, no turnovers. 
against Louisiana and covered that number. Now they get a true road test going to Arkansas. They're laying a touchdown them all. Yeah, they were impressive in terms of the offensive performance in this one. Hudson Card, really nice job. Just 21 attempts, but 14 completions. You know, but Bijan Robinson was the difference in this one. And then, of course, Jordan Whittington uh, having a big game. Let's see if they can continue that. Number at seven now. No play here for me, Mike. Uh, I will tell you this. Jefferson and this Arkansas offense have a lot of question marks. But the, it's the rivalry factor. I'm telling you right now, the Razorbacks will be up for this game. Whether they can be competitive or not remains to be seen. But if they can slow down Bijan Robinson, then I think they've got a great chance. Remember, Sam Pittman had that great game plan after we saw Mississippi State take care of LSU. They couldn't move the ball against the uh, Bulldogs. Uh, la- excuse me, against Arkansas last year. I was down 17 to seven to Rice. Ten yeah. minutes left in the third quarter and covered 20. That's amazing. Uh, did Tom Harmon sit on Bijan Robinson way too long? I mean, this kid. This yeah. kid. He should have been playing him earlier in the season. He had a he tremendous might still finish. have his job there. He would have had his job if he played Shane Bouchelle. Yeah. I said that a long time ago. It was the worst decision. I think Bouchelle ends up somewhere on some squad in the NFL. He's more accurate than the Ben DiNucci's and the Cooper Rushes of the world. When we come back, Doug Kide from Pro Football Focus. Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. 
You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. BetRivers Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting. BetRivers has you covered for the NFL season. They are offering same-game parlays in all pro football matchups. They are bringing back their Reduce the Juice promotion on game days. And this NFL season, they have a $1 million Beat the Spread challenge with thousands of dollars given away each week. Pro football betting is more rewarding at BetRivers. Download the app or go to BetRivers.com to bet. Offer valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem. Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. And in Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Great job. Thanks, Amal. I first a cold read for me there. <laughs> Welcome back into the nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw, and it's a pleasure to have for the first time on the nuts, Doug Kide, NFL reporter for Pro Football Focus. Welcome into the show, Doug. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, guys. Doug, you spent time at NASA, and you've covered the Patriots, Belichick, and Brady for years. I want to get your thoughts on this Tampa Bay team. Unheard of returning all 22 starters. Brady, obviously a big part of that with the way he structures the salary. He's got a team returning. We've seen the only two teams that returned 15 or more starters in the last 12 years from Super Bowl teams also went back. That Seattle Seahawks team that beat Denver went back and played the Patriots, and the Patriots then going back to play in the Super Bowl again. Is this Tampa Bay's NFC to lose, or do you see another team as a favorite? I believe it is. I think the Tampa Bay Boxers are going to be fantastic again this season and it even goes beyond the continuity on the team to me and obviously the most important player on that team is tom brady so there's two major important factors with brady first of all he's got another year in the system so he knows the offense a lot better this season and one of the complaints that he had last year one of the the factors they said give him a little bit of trouble was just picking up that offense he didn't get it right away because he had been in the system in new england for so long so there was some growing pains for tom brady last season the other thing is just that knee injury he's fully healthy now he was dealing with that knee injury for all of last year so this is a healthier tom brady who knows the offense who's got basically every player coming back from last season's team. I think the Bucs are going to be extremely good this season. Definitely the team to beat in the NFC and in the NFL overall this year. I like the point you make about the Buccaneers there, Doug. I think a lot of valid ones there and in a bit of a weaker division. I think they've got a great chance to really put themselves in prime position. I want to go to in the early window, 1 o'clock Eastern, 10 o'clock Pacific, what I believe to be the best matchup, at least from a viewership standpoint, on Sunday. The Chargers take on the Washington football team. My co-host, Mike Palm, likes the Chargers. I like the Washington football team in this matchup. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick improves this team. I think this defense with four first-round picks on that line gets better. The secondary and the linebacking core also takes a step forward. Big picture-wise, how do you see Washington? I believe they're going to win the East. Do you feel the same way? And then give us a breakdown on how you see the game on Sunday between these two. I think it's going to be a competitive division between Washington football team and the Dallas Cowboys. I would still give the Cowboys the slight edge there. And it goes back to what I said, quarterback. 
You'd rather have Dak Prescott than Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick has been very good over the last three seasons, but throughout his career, he's been inconsistent. Last season, he was kind of coming in, splitting time with Tua Tongo Vailoa. So it all really depends on how Ryan Fitzpatrick plays this season. That being said, I know Washington is really excited about Ryan Fitzpatrick this season. I think that they they think that that's a big upgrade at the position for them. At the same time, I was at Washington football team uh, training camp earlier this summer. Their defense was definitely ahead of their offense at that point. And it might be a slightly slow go for Washington's offense just until Curtis Samuel gets up to full speed because I expect him to be a big part of their offense, but he's still been slowed by that injury that he's been dealing with uh, this summer. But that being said, their defense, I think, is going to be red hot. Um, inside linebacker Jamin Davis, the first round pick there, they think that he's been exceptional so far. He's really impressed that coaching staff uh, through training camp, through OTAs, through everything that he's been doing so far. So he's a big linebacker, rangy, and he's going to pair really well with that front seven overall, which is a major strength of that Washington team. And that's definitely a matchup that I'm going to be watching as well in week one. Uh, two teams that I spent time with this training camp with the Chargers and the Washington football team. I might give the, the Washington football team a slight edge there just because that game will be played in Washington, but definitely a lot of excitement around the Los Angeles Chargers uh, this season as well. Justin Herbert definitely expected to take that second year jump. The big question there is running back uh, Austin Eckler. He missed practice yesterday with a hamstring injury. He was off to the side with the trainers. I'm told that the Chargers are optimistic that he will play week one, but you just never know with that hamstring for Austin Eckler. He missed six games with a hamstring injury last season. If for some reason he can't go week one, then that would definitely give the edge to Washington there. Doug, you mentioned something about Justin Herbert. Can you say something positive? My co-host has adopted Justin Herbert. <laughs> uh, Justin Herbert is the real is the real deal. I, I would say that one thing that's really impressive about Justin Herbert, and it goes beyond a really good piece that Mina Kimes of ESPN wrote last week. Justin Herbert is just an interesting guy, really hard on himself. I was talking to uh, one of his wide receivers uh, this offseason, Justin uh, Josh Palmer, a rookie out of Tennessee, and he said that every time that him and Justin Herbert come off the field, they say, "Ah, oh, man, I sucked. Like I did this wrong. I did this." wrong I did this wrong and obviously those are two really good players but that tells me that Justin Herbert is not ready to just rest on his laurels he's always looking to improve and he's he's his own biggest self-critic which I think is important at that quarterback position that someone's not going to be happy with what they did last season I, I think that that's one of the reasons why he is going to take such a step forward this year is that he's going to try to improve every tiny small aspect of his game that he didn't think was up to snuff season during that practice that i saw him and josh palmer stayed after practice for an entire hour working on over the shoulder catches just this really precise small detail and they said that they were doing that every day at practice working an extra hour on those small details speaking with doug kide from pro football focus you can find him on twitter at doug kide k-y-e-d doug mac jones takes over in New England at the quarterback position, interesting rookie quarterback playing for Belichick. Do you see the Patriots as a playoff team, and do you like them laying the field goal against the Dolphins in week one? I do. I definitely see them as a potential playoff team. It's going to be tough. I think that them and Miami are pretty similar in their roster construction. Not saying that it's exact, but I think that they've got very 
similar talent on their rosters. And I think that that's why this is only a, a three-point spread here. You know, t- take it out of New England, and that would be a pick I would take the Patriots in this game. I just think that really ultimately what this matchup comes down to, since the teams are so evenly matched, since they're so evenly talented, is the coaching. And you're probably going to take Bill Belichick over Brian Flores, even though I think that Brian Flores is a very good head coach, uh, has a, a long future in the NFL. The other major one, though, is just Josh McDaniels as an offensive coordinator over guys like George Godsey and Eric Sudeville, who are sharing that offensive coordinator role in Miami. Uh, I think that that does There might be you know, some growing pains there in Miami as they deal with another new play caller, another new set of offensive coordinators there. So definitely an even matchup with the fact that it's in New England, the coaching mismatch, I'm going to give it to New England there. I think you make a lot of good points there in that matchup. I want to go to a game in the late window on Sunday in the NFC. The Packers laying four on the road against the New Orleans Saints. I get the question mark with Jameis Winston under center for the Saints here, but there's still a ton of talent on this team. They just acquired Bradley Roby, who will be the number two corner there potentially. Yep. Um, I think the Saints are kind of being overlooked. How do you see the Saints? They're catching four at home, now down to three and a half here against the uh, Green Bay Packers. It's tough. Well, first of all, Bradley Roby, definitely a big addition there at cornerback, but he is still suspended one more game, so he won't be playing week one against the Green Bay Packers. I think that, as you said, lots of talent on that Saints roster, but... It's kind of a skeleton crew there. They've got good starters, not a lot of depth. And you're already seeing them get a little bit ravaged by injuries. Michael Thomas won't play until midway through the season. Uh, They've got some some upcoming promising wide receivers, but no one on Michael Thomas's level. I think that as that team goes along this season, some more injuries start piling up. I think that that could give them a lot of trouble. That being said, what they did with Bradley Roby gave up Uh, 2022 uh, third round pick, uh, a future conditional pick. That tells me that they are once again going all in on this season, that they believe that they can win with this roster. I'm not quite convinced yet. Just because of those depth issues, week one might be a little bit different just because, you know, other than Michael Thomas, they're fairly healthy right now. Uh, But I would still take Green Bay in that game. Uh, Green Bay is another team that I think is going to be extremely good this season just because it is potentially Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams last season there. I think that they're going all in this year. Doug, we've got about 90 seconds left. I want to close with the 49ers. You've seen them practice. Two years ago, they used this path of winning two road games to start the season, and they got to the Super Bowl. They've got two winnable road games, Lions and Eagles, the first two weeks. How close is Trey Lance to being ready? I think he's a year away from being a year away. And do they have a true alpha wide receiver? I could see Trey Lance playing some snaps this season. Uh, I think that it probably is going to be Jimmy Garoppolo for all or most of this year, at least until he gets injured, which has been an issue with him uh, in the past. So I would say that Trey Lance probably starting next season, but this is Jimmy's team for this year. And I agree with you at wide receiver. Um, I actually wasn't overly impressed in the practice I saw there with Brandon Ayuk or Debo Samuel, that third wide receiver spot between Mohamed Sanu and Trent Sherfield. I know they're really excited about Trent Sherfield, but still not ideal there that that's the starting wide receiver crew. Uh, I still think that George Kittle's going to be the, the top wide receiver there. And then someone has to emerge between Ayuk and Samuel. Like I said, I didn't quite see it in the practice, but I know that other people are very high on Ayuk this season. Thank you for the time, Doug. We appreciate getting the firsthand info on these teams. Absolutely. Anytime, guys. Take care. Thank you.
Yeah, very good stuff. And I'll tell you what, uh, I think it makes a couple of good points about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Green Bay Packers. I think both of these teams could potentially be on a collision course. And why I like the Rams, those three teams, the quarterback play compared to the Saints. Well, the NFL is back. You know what that means. More of Paul Howard laying 250 on no special team or defensive touchdowns. <laughs> Stay tuned to VEASAN. Up next, betting across America. <laughs> Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash with the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.